Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the best worst sports show on the planet, brought to you by the Strange Crew Podcasts, the no-name sports show. I am here, your host, Evan Money. No Trevor today, folks. This is just going to be a quick hit. I do want to apologize about the lapse of last week. Uh, the the service that we use to record these actually switched. So that kind of made things a little bit difficult for both myself and JC the Blind Jedi. Um, so we do apologize for that. Um, just a few things that I wanted to hit on the sports show here. Um, really kind of just some bigger news um, that's been tracking around in the sports world. And I would just like to give my thoughts on some of the things that are happening. Thank you, Xerxes, for running up the stairs. I don't know if y'all heard that. But uh, anyway, so here we go. Let's jump into it. So obviously the big story right now is Lamar Jackson facing off really against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, for those of you that don't know, Lamar Jackson is on a contract or isn't on contract. He has been franchise tagged. And it really puts it in a, in a weird situation because obviously Lamar has the right to command a certain amount of money, um, just like every other top tier, um, well, I guess starting top guy for uh, the QB position for their teams. He is a former MVP. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the big question is right now, um, you know, for where Baltimore is standing is, you know, it's a, it's a durability issue. Uh, you know, in the last two seasons, Lamar has only played 12 games. Um, his numbers have dropped off kind of dramatically. Uh, you know, in the 2021 season, you know, he was 16 for 13, uh, touchdown to interceptions. Uh, in 2022, he was 17 of 7, so he was doing better. Uh, still, both of those only through 12 games, though. Um and when you look at it, I mean, he would have been, I mean, he would have been relatively good on track to kind of beat what he had been doing years prior. Um, obviously, his breakout season, uh, when he, you know, was just lighting everybody up, was back in 2019. Uh, you know, threw for over 3,000 yards, uh, 36 touchdowns uh, through the air and seven touchdowns on the ground for over 1,200 yards rushing, and then, you know, followed it up the next season uh, with 26 touchdowns, and again, seven touchdowns on the ground, another 1,000 yards, you know, rushing, but only 2,700 yards throwing. I think the big thing for Lamar here is, and it, and it seems to be very combative, it definitely doesn't seem like Lamar is happy with, the way that the Ravens have basically handled this entire situation. There is a lot of teams that are now in the hunt for the trade of Lamar Jackson services. Um, I read, I read something earlier um, about how, you know, <clears throat> there, there was a comparison to Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, as far as whether or not, um, you know, Deshaun deserved the money and, you know, how can, did Deshaun deserve the money? How can you say Lamar didn't? And to that, I, I do, I do agree. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal athlete, but the, I think that the Baltimore Ravens have every right to be concerned 
with the durability. His style of play is not very good for a longevity standpoint. You know, one of the big keys to why Tom Brady was able to stay successful in the NFL for so long was due to the fact that he was able to stay upright and he didn't take a whole lot of, uh, I guess, career-changing hits, you know. Um, it seems that Lamar, you know, just the other day has been – I mean, he had – not just the other day, but he's been, you know, tweeting back and forth, um, you know, well, back and forth. He's just been tweeting a lot, talking about how everything's going. You know, he he doesn't think that the durability – issue is going to be a concern um but you know it, it it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough scenario um because you know when you start actually thinking about it like how i i don't know i'm just i'm kind of interested on, on how exactly the Ravens are going to move forward. You know, you, this whole situation is just a mess for Lamar and for the Ravens because Lamar kind of looks like a diva here. He looks like a little kid throwing a timber tantrum on Twitter. Um, however, the Ravens, I think, have a, a pretty good reason to kind of be, be worried. Um, with that being said, you know, is Tyler Huntley a bad option for this season? In my opinion, no. I, you know, personally, you know, last last year he he was, uh, but he by no means is a Lamar Jackson, so he's not a long term replacement. But he definitely could be a guy that could be a you know fill in for the year. Um, Baltimore doesn't have really any depth at receivers right now, any viable number ones. So what they do in the draft could play heavily into that. Um, their defense has really kind of slowed down and, you know, so it's like, how much do you actually want to put on Huntley's shoulders? You know, uh, so far back in 2021, Huntley was able to throw for over a thousand yards, um, in seven games, but I mean, he was sacked 18 times and, you know, was only able to score, you know, five touchdowns. And two of those were on the ground. So it, it definitely it definitely makes it really clear that like they don't really have an, an option if Lamar doesn't come back. Um, or if Lamar decides to sit out or whatever. The whole salary dispute um, is always a big thing. You know, I, I would you say that would you say that Baltimore right now, with the way it stands, are they <clears throat> are they a, a contender if Lamar comes back? Um, no, I personally I don't, I don't think so. You know they finished uh, they finished second in the AFC North last year. Um, obviously that was without Lamar. You know playing the bulk. You know I mean he played most of those games, but not not when it mattered. Um, are they better than the Bengals? I, I don't think so. Um, you know, the Browns are looking like they, they have retooled and you're going to need a full season of Deshaun. Despite what you think of Deshaun personally, I mean, the guy can play. Um, that is one thing that is for sure. 
But, you know, inside, outside of that, I mean, you're talking about what could potentially be a killer's row to try and make a trip to the Super Bowl. So, you know, with the Kansas City Chiefs looking, you know, obviously coming in as defending champions and looking uh, looking at what they've done in past drafts, what they're going to do in this draft could obviously set them up again for another year of success. I know the receiver thing is a huge concern for a lot of people out there. I don't really think it is. We proved, you know, Kansas City proved that last year that, you know, you don't need a big-time receiver to win. Um, the defense, it was young last year, started developing. I, th- I think the defense is only getting better. Um, but just in the AFC West, I mean, you know, what, what about the Chargers? You know, you can't count out Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Um seeing how they're going to kind of finish up. And, I mean, you know, this is all a little bit pretty early for speculation. We still have the draft and kind of seeing who's going to make the final cut of the team before we get into, you know, you know, me setting in stone who's going to be there. But, I mean, the Chargers are going to be there. You know, the Jaguars, I think, are only going to get better at this point. Um, you know, the Bills are going to be a tough out. The Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, you know, the Dolphins, I think if Tua is able to stay healthy, Tua would be, you know, that team is, is going to be a hard team to beat just with their pure athleticism. Um, the speed that they have with, with Hill and Waddle is going to be insane for them to try, you know, for teams to try and stop. And then the Jets, honestly, the Jets are legitimately in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes right now. You know, it, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is potentially, I mean, more than likely going to be playing in a Jets, you know, uniform next season. Um, does that up their game or will it be like with the Broncos and Russell Wilson? Um, you know, again, it, I think it's going to be kind of a crazy thing to witness and see what happens, you know, um, again, with the draft coming up, I mean, you're talking about, you know, the, the Colts, retooling and being able to find a way uh very underrated defense down you know out in indianapolis um you know the the steelers defense is not a bad defense um you know i would say for sure looking at that where things are kind of out right now like the only teams i could say that you know wouldn't be a scary threat moving forward are maybe the broncos the raiders the texans and the titans everybody else in the afc you know, it's flip a coin. Um, you know, again, I think the again, the big question mark is, you know, just looking down the list here, uh, I think the Bills are going to be the Bills. There's no question about that. Miami, is Tua going to be around? The Patriots, you know, Belichick and, and, and Mac Jones out there, are they going to get it figured out and start rolling finally? The Jets, can they get consistent quarterback play with a, a phenomenal defense? The Bengals. Basically, the number two team right now in the AFC. Uh, <clears throat> Steelers, great defense, okay offense. Uh, could be could be potentially, you know, a big big person away. You know, whether it's in the draft or or you know, getting lucky and having somebody on a breakout year on their offense. But you know, they got a good run game, a good defense. Could be tough. The Browns, look at that roster. It's stacked. It's loaded. Uh, you know, a full year to Sean. It could be crazy. You know, Jacksonville hit their first playoffs, you know, first playoff appearance in a while. And 
Trevor Lawrence and them boys down there are going to be looking good to improve. You know, the Colts really realistically a, a quarterback away. Um, you know, the defense there is so underrated. Uh, their record doesn't show how good that defense potentially could be. You know, the Chiefs are obviously the Chiefs, best team in the AFC, and the Chargers, can they stay healthy? You know, so it's like Baltimore, we, you know, you have no receivers. You're betting the world on Lamar. Is that going to be enough to get you up in the upper echelon of teams? I don't know. Um, right now, the way it sits, the AFC North looks like it's going to be the toughest one to win, uh, just with the way that the teams are kind of stacked up. You know, the AFC East and North, I think, could make the argument, but for sure the AFC North, hands down, probably has to be the hardest one to kind of for sure nail down. Um, I would like to just go ahead and crown Joe Burrow. I, you know, I think Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals will be able to get it done, obviously, but, uh, you know, you're, you never know. You're always an injury away, um, a, a slump away from falling out of contention. And, uh, I mean, hell, the worst team in that division still won seven games, so... Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was we're starting to round up the time. We're starting to wind down uh, during the NBA season here. Um, and I kind of wanted to take a look a little bit at the uh, just kind of the way the playoffs are standing right now. Um, so, you know, not not a huge shocker. Um, you know, there are four teams right now that are statistically or mathematically eliminated away from the play-in tournament. Um, so you have the Char Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, San Antonio Spurs, and the Houston Rockets. Um, not really a surprise there if you're if you honestly have been watching kind of all year. The the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs, to me, look more like AAU teams right now. And what I what I mean by that is that they're they're teams that <laughs> just are like one-on-one, -on -one, let me show you how, how well I can beat your guys and get open and blah, 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 blah. It's it, it really honestly doesn't bring a whole lot of hope for the future. Um, you know, I, I wonder now if, you know, teams kind of have tanked uh, to get that number one pick. Uh, you know, Victor uh, Women Bignane... I don't know. It's it's hard to say his last name, pronounce it. So don't shred me apart for that. But you know, is this kid going to be worth it? We obviously see that tall, lanky kids who can you know hoop. Uh, you know, bowl bowl. Um, just <laughs> they they don't hold up well in the league. Uh, you can't be over seven foot and not have you know knee issues and ankle issues and feet issues. You know, um, just. Playing basketball, you know, all my life, I could definitely tell you that, like, my knees, my feet, uh, my legs are definitely torn up a tad bit. Um, so it, it, it's definitely a rough, rough situation. Um, as, as far as the Hornets and the, the Pistons go, I think these are just young teams getting led by young guys. Uh, you know, LaMelo Ball, although he is the best player on the Hornets, the Hornets realistically end up doing better without him on the floor. 
you know, their efficiency ratings are definitely a lot higher, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. Um, you know, the Pistons, I think the Pistons are in kind of that weird, weird state right now because, you know, realistically, you're looking at kind of what, what are the Pistons, what are the Pistons going to be doing? Um, you know, you, obviously you're going to continue to build around Cade Cunningham. Um, you know, James Wiseman is starting to kind of come into his own and kind of be a guy that you could potentially maybe rely on, um, as time goes on. Um, but, but I mean, re, you know, realistically, they, where do you go? Um, you know, you still have, you know, a, a young Marvin Bagley who is still full of potential. Um, just Sacramento wasn't the place for him. Um, it'll be interesting what they do. I think that that's a, a really good young roster that, that could develop. And I think that's really what hurt them more so than anything was just being young in the season. Um, and again, like I said, as opposed to, you know, the, the Charlotte Hornets, I mean, uh, you have LaMelo and <laughs> that that's it. You thought you had Bridges. Um, he made a dumb mistake, obviously, and uh, kind of screwed up what's going, you know, his future. Um, but then, I mean, you have a, a, a an undersized power forward in P.J. Washington, um, and, and that's really it. You know, as far as the guys that are kind of doing it right now for the team and kind of leading the way, I mean, you still have, you have a 33-year-old Gordon Hayward, um, you have Terry Rozier, Dennis Smith Jr., and Kelly Oubre. It's not like these guys are getting younger, so it's not like this team has a whole lot going for it moving forward. So I think the draft and free agency are definitely going to be something that where they really have to kind of pick up and uh, get stuff rolling. Um, looking at the teams right now, so I want to look at the Western Conference before we look at the Eastern. Western Conference is a little bit more wide open as for as far as who can make it in. Um, the top three teams right now, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings, have secured their spot in the playoffs already. Uh, so the, for them, you know, congratulations, especially to the Kings when people thought that it was going to be kind of a waste of a season for them. Uh, really surprised everybody. Um, I, not, not much more can be said about it. You know, I definitely, the way that the Kings have kind of managed their roster has definitely been very weird. Um, but I mean, De'Aaron Fox, DeMonte Sabonis, uh, are, are showing that, you know, they can really provide some true grit for, uh, they're just a well-balanced team on it. Like in all honesty, I, I don't think that they're going to make a deep push, um, in the playoffs. They could be a first round out. Um, even if they remain, maintain the third seed. Uh, but I mean, with Harrison Barnes, who's got, you know, championship experience, Matthew Delavadova, who's got championship experience, uh, you got guys coming off the bench like Malik Lunk and uh, Devion Mitchell. Kevin Herter is also a sharpshooter out there. Uh, th- this team could be a surprise as, as time goes on. Um, looking, though, down, you know, towards more towards the play-in, 
Um, the teams I think that need to be kind of that are on the bubble and that are the teams that need to basically watch their butts uh, is basically seven through ten. The, the, are the, they, these are the teams that need to watch themselves. Uh, the Timberwolves, the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Thunder, they're currently in the play-in right now. Uh, right now, the difference between the seventh seed and the first or the last team that's eligible for the play-in is literally six and a half games. Um, the Trailblazers right now are four four games behind uh, the Jazz in the standings. <clears throat> Trailblazers are probably not going to be on it. Um, but the Jazz and the Maverick really have a legitimate shot, you know, only being a game and a game and a half out from the play-in tournament. So realistically, you know, this could change up quite a bit. Um, if you're asking me right now to make, you know, a, a, a prediction, um, I would definitely say that, you know, I think that, you know, for the play-in, I do think that the Timberwolves will be able to hold on and get that get one of those spots. Um, I do think that the Lakers will as well, as well will the Pelicans. I'm <clears throat> I'm kind of on the fence between choosing between the Thunder and the Mavericks. Um, granted, there still is a few more games left to play, with you know the difference between you know honestly the difference between the fourth place team and the 10th place team only literally being three and a half games. You never know. Um, now the difference between four and three is five games. So quite a larger margin realistically, but um, it, it anywhere from the Suns, the Clippers, the Warriors down, you know, those are the, the, teams six through four, I mean, they've got to keep winning too. Um, you know, what I, what I like about the teams that are still kind of in the hunt, um, you know, the Jazz right now, they have nothing to lose. Trailblazers are the same way, same with the Thunder. Um, the Mavericks, they have to figure it out or else Kyrie Irving was a waste of a pickup. Uh, the Pelicans, you just pray that Zion can get healthy and lead you to the promised land. The Lakers, same you know, same thing. You're just wishing for health. Um, Timberwolves, you guys better you know you better make some noise, or else Rudy Gobert was a bust of a pickup. You know the Warriors still trying to maintain their stronghold on uh, the entire NBA. Uh, the Clippers better be doing something because let's be realistic. Kawhi and, and Paul George kind of seem like they've been a waste on that team. And then the Suns, you win all in on Kevin Durant. Um, personally, I think the Suns and the Clippers right now have the, be the best chance of, of not sliding. Um, we'll see how the Warriors finish out. But, you know, right now, I, I don't know. I'm going to do a playoff preview when the playoffs are set and the play-in, you know, gets, gets through and we find out who's going to be officially – in the playoffs for the NBA, we'll do we'll do a full one then. Uh, looking over at the East, though, the East is a little bit more locked down, not by much, just one more team. So for sure, the Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, and the Cavaliers will be playing, um, you know, postseason ball. Um, 
the teams right now that they're really three teams that need to kind of watch their butt and that would be the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Bulls. Um, the Hawks are, are a game and a half behind Miami right now. Um, I, you know, as a Miami fan, do I think that this team is built to be able to make a deep playoff push? No. Uh, do I think that they'll be able to make the play-in? For sure. Uh, will they be able to make the playoffs? Probably. Um, I just I don't like the way that Miami's built right now. They're not not built for a long playoff push. Um, for the Hawks, you know the Hawks. I, they're still trying to figure out if you know Dejounte Murray was a good pickup or not. Um, it's not been looking good for them all season. You know they're sitting at five hundred, tied with you know tied with the Raptors, who are also kind of in this weird mode because the Raptors look like they could potentially have to blow blow up the team that they have built after Kawhi left. Um, and <laughs> honestly, that's funny I say that because the Bulls are kind of in the same situation. You know, uh, you're kind of wasting Levine and, and um, Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan and uh, Nikola Vucevic. Like, the Bulls are in a weird spot. I think the Bulls and the Raptors... This is their one last chance to try and get things going. Um, because, yeah, from here, I you know, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, the teams that are right on that bubble, though, you know, um, the Magic are actually four games out uh, from being in the play-in. They're only a half game behind the Pacers. Uh, and then the Washington Wizards are two games behind the Bulls. Um, I'm going to be realistic, though. I, I, I don't see this, this playoff picture for the East changing too much. Um, you know, the Wizards are kind of relying on Bradley Beal to do his thing um, and keep consistently just being the guy. It's, it's not enough. Um, you know, the way that... The Wizards have built their roster. It's it's definitely not something that's good for longevity. Um, you know, with the Porzingis is a shell of his former self. Kuzma is only good in the, you know, spurts. And Bradley Beal is amazing, but he's by himself. So, <clears throat> where you know where do you go with that? Where do you do with that? I I don't think there's a place for them to be able to move. Um, you know, looking at the at the Pacers roster, um, you know, with Halliburton and and Heald and Miles Turner, let's be realistic. I think that Terry's Halliburton could potentially grow into a guy that you could build your team around, um, or he be kind of uh, that all star player for a team. Um, Buddy Heald is highly overrated. I think only in trade talks does he get the, is where he gets the credit, like more credit than he deserves. Um, it's just, he's got a fun name. He was awesome when he was in college. He is a good shooter, but it's not enough to be like, yo, you need Buddy Heald. And Miles Turner, you know, it, it spurts. 
it's you know i feel like it's the same way with kuzma it's like you know you man i can see i see the potential where you could be you know rocking as an all-star but it's not enough it's it's never enough um I would say Miles Turner and Carl Anthony Towns are kind of in this, like the same boat. Like, you're big for no reason, because you, you, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to benefit you. Nobody's talking about you the way they're talking about Jokic and Embiid. Um. Now the Magic, the Magic, I will say the Magic are a a young team that Orlando fans should be should be excited about. Um. You know, Markel Fultz is a little bit, I think people are reading, because he was so bad initially and didn't show, put out a good showing initially, I think people try and give him a little bit more than what he deserves. Um, he has turned into a very good player. Uh, personally, I would like to see Cole Anthony starting on that team. I think that would be a better fit. Um, you know, Anthony and Suggs kind of alternating back and forth on who's bringing up the ball. I think it would be great. Uh, Gary Harris is, is definitely a, uh, a quality starter. Nothing wrong with that there. Um, Paolo is, Paolo is definitely got to be, he's going to be kind of, I think he's going to become like what Dwight was where he's kind of in that situation where like, clearly I'm a superstar and I'm surrounded by a bunch of like mediocre players. Um, because if 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 Cole Anthony and and Jalen Suggs don't make that next step, Paolo's gonna be all by himself. In all reality, um, and then Wendell Carter Jr. Man, talk about potential that never got reached. Um. I definitely think that, you know, this is the team where you talk about, look at the potential that these guys have. <laughs> and it's just, it's just not there. You know, it's just, what what are we doing? Um, I don't know. I, I like this team. I like it the way it's kind of structured right now. Um it's the pool of potential is just insane. Um, I've always been a big Jonathan Isaac fan. Um, but again, it's just, I don't know. I don't know where they sit. You know what I mean? Um, and then of course, you know, people talk about again, you know, bowl, bowl. Um, (laughs) I don't know where, you go with Bol Bol. Definitely, uh, I don't know. Could just be a could just be a, a, a flash in the pan back in the day, uh, a high school highlight reel, and that's all he ever was. But so yeah, I mean that's <clears throat> that's those are kind of some of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, so I want to, let's see, I want to, there was one other thing I wanted to do, but I think I'm going to save it for next week. 
And yes, I am. I'm going to save it for next week, where next week I am going to talk more in-depth on uh, what's coming up with the NFL Draft, some of the picks that I like moving forward, um, and... kind of uh moving forward from there so um but with that being said i uh i appreciate everybody and uh i hope all of you have a wonderful weekend i uh will be turning hopefully y'all don't hear that my headset's going crazy accidentally added joined a discord right in the middle of this um Next Tuesday is my birthday, so I will be uh, enjoying that. I might do uh, do the podcast with JC the Blind Jedi. I will see. Uh, but with that being said, please guys, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. Um, we appreciate every every single one of y'all, and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys have a wonderful weekend. We love you. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. <coughs>